Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Hand Camera School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmontz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley. How are you this afternoon? It is Wednesday. It is Baylor TCU week. It's taken on a completely different tone with the firing of Gary Patterson. Yeah, you call it what you want. You call it a mutual understanding, but this man was fired. And um, now we have a football game to play. And in fact, um, Aaron Sexton, you will be at the mothership running everything. And uh, we're going we're gonna to do some road work here. And uh, we will be in Fort Worth for that pregame, uh, Office of Baylor Alumni, and then all our great sponsors, NeighborWorks, Waco, of course, Central National Bank. Uh, so many great ones, UBO, Cooper Complete. And we'll all gather there, and uh, we'll get ready for a Baylor TCU ball game unlike any other. Uh, this is going to be strange and I do I still don't have a great feel for this one but as we get closer I think I'll start to get a little bit better feel got a really fun show lined up for you Um, someone who writes for the athletic and covers the Oklahoma Sooners his name is Jason Kersey and uh, used to be with the Oklahoman and does a really nice job, and he wrote a column on Oklahoma and why he thinks they're ranked eighth. And uh, last night we were talking, and Aaron, we went to, uh, we went, we we said good night, and then right after that, I jumped on and watched the college football playoff rankings. Now I got to say, I was fine with where Baylor was. You know, there have been past years where I thought Baylor was too low or we weren't getting enough respect, all that kind of stuff. Well, the Bears were 12th, and um, and then right there, uh, Oklahoma State was 11, and then uh, I, I thought that was great for Baylor that BYU was 15, and and then um, right there at number eight was Oklahoma. Now that's not good for Baylor or Oklahoma State with those teams uh, both get to play Oklahoma, but listen. All those, uh, all these teams have the ability to move on up. I mean, if you're a Sooners fan, you still have Iowa State. You've got the Baylor game, and you've got Bedlam, and so you still have time to kind of. Uh, uh, it's a backloaded schedule, and so you should be okay in that sense. And uh, we will see how this things ends up. Aaron, how are you today? Uh, is everything going okay for you? Going great. All right, all right. Is uh, was John behaving today? He Did was. John Morris was he was he functioning pretty well? <laughs> yeah, went great. Went great. Good, good. Well, I um, am anxious to get into it today. Uh, also, at five o'clock, 
uh, David Ubbin, who is a national college football writer for The Athletic, is going to join us. And I think we can have several thoughts on that. And he knows the Big 12, but he also knows the situation. In fact, he was there one night on TV when I was so mad. It's the maddest I've ever been at Patterson because it was when Art Bryles had lost his brother in a tragic accident there at the house. He had kind of a slip and fall situation, and, uh, and he didn't survive it. And it was a really rough deal to, uh, you know, it was a horrible week for Art and his family. And then after the game, I didn't think Gary was as sensitive as he should have been. Now, now that I've gotten to know Gary a lot better over the years, Gary's just, <laughs> he's not ever going to be sensitive. You know, that's just not how he rolls. So I, uh, I've come to like Gary a lot, and I think this is going to set up to be one of the strangest games you could ever have. Baylor and TCU, what's become a really cool and fun rivalry between the two schools, this is going to be odd. It's also scary for Baylor because I don't know, you don't really know what to expect. I mean, I I thought our guy yesterday had a good point, Sam Kahn. Aaron, it's kind of like if TCU were going to like win one for the Gipper sort of deal, win one for Patterson, wouldn't have been better if they would have done it while he was still on the sideline? I mean, it's going to feel kind of empty or hollow if they gather and and, uh, and decide, okay, now we're going to play for him. But I I don't know. I I don't know what to expect. I don't know if they come out completely flat or if they'll be fired up and excited to go. Um, I, I, this has got to be the strangest thing to those kids that have played with for him for several years and even the young ones. They, they got recruited and they made the decision to go to TCU. Um, I, I mean, it's got to be interesting, for instance, for, uh, uh, for the Tejada's father who, who watched one son play for TCU and now Raleigh Tejada play a cornerback, starting cornerback for Baylor. That's got to be an interesting situation for him to watch. The, the school where his other son played, he's got more, by the way. One is over at uh, North Texas, one of the Dejadas. So all of this is interesting. Now, on top of all of this, the news breaks today that, and Aaron, I think we've got some of this. Uh, um, at some point, we can, uh, we can check in on, on some of the things from the past that Aaron Rodgers had shared. But the main news today is that Aaron Rodgers is, uh, has tested positive for COVID-19. And, and let me just say um, that part of it, listen, whether you're vaccinated or not, it happens to people. But Aaron Rodgers had come out, and, and when he was asked about it before the season, he basically said that, uh, yeah, oh, good, yeah. Let's actually listen to what Aaron Rodgers said um, when he was asked about whether or not he was vaccinated before the season. Are you vaccinated, and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. Aaron, I'm not hearing that. Is that still playing for you? Yeah, it played. It just said that they asked him if he had been vaccinated. He said, yes, I've been immunized. 
I don't know why you okay, didn't hear it. Okay, yeah. Though. I'm sorry. Hmm. No, no, no. It's okay. It kind of cut off for me. Oh, I got you. Um, and and you, do you have that other clip as well, Aaron? Sure. Where he, okay, let's listen to him. Uh, let's listen to Aaron Rodgers expound on um, on on his stance on all this. Here, This was, again, before the season, Aaron Rodgers was being asked about this. You know, there's a lot of... Uh a lot of conversation around it, around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and have made statements, owners who made statements. Um, you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Um, there's guys who have been vaccinated that contracted COVID. Um, so it's, it's an interesting issue that I think we're going to see played out the entire season. Right there, what Aaron said is kind of he he basically he was playing fast and loose. We didn't know it back then when he but when he instead of saying yeah I'm vaccinated he said I'm I've been uh, immunized. Well, at the time I thought well that's just kind of whatever. I mean I, we just kind of all moved on and and that seemed to him, be him saying vaccinated. And he said there were other guys on the team that hadn't been. He wasn't going to judge them. Well, because he now has it. According to NFL Network, and I believe it was uh, Ian Rappaport, who's been on with us in the past, who uh, who had this first, he has he's unvaccinated. Now, again, I get it. It's not we're not going to beat up on him for that. Um, I mean, we've we've talked about it. Some of these quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, uh, Carson Wentz, for whatever reason, decided to not get vaccinated. I believe uh, Lamar Jackson also made that decision. Um, but in 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 Think about what we've said about Cole Beasley, who has been out there with his decision not to be vaccinated. Well, that's fine, okay? I, I Again, I, I, have I been vaccinated? You bet. You bet. I mean, I'll, I'll take any vaccination you can give me. Anything that raises my chances of not getting this thing, I want it in my system. I understand not everybody thinks that way, and I don't go around trying to shame people who don't, who don't think like me. Now, what you don't want, though, is somebody to mislead and lie about it. So here he was behind closed doors. Apparently, his teammates, because he was supposed to be wearing a mask when he was at the facility, um, uh, must have known that he was unvaccinated, but he represented it publicly like he had gotten vaccinated. All right? It's just kind of, it, it, honestly, it's just kind of wormy of Aaron Rodgers to do that. This guy's a great quarterback. He's a great leader for that team, although he spent the whole offseason kind of making it about him. And then on top of this comes the news that apparently he tried to get the NFL to recognize the homeopathic um, work that he did on his own under the care of his doctor, okay, that he tried to immunize himself as much as he could against COVID through homeopathic medicine. What is homeopathic medicine? Well, that is basically stuff you get over the counter. It's supplements. Uh, Valerian root, for instance, is something I take to try to help me sleep. Um, I'll sometimes put um, um, tiger, what is it called? What is that stuff called? Tiger something. I'll rub it on my neck because I had a broken neck. Um and balm, like tiger balm. Well, all that stuff is natural homeopathic medicine. 
And so what he tried to do is get these treatments and then get a doctor to uh, to basically prove to the NFL, hey, I've got my antibodies where they need to be. Now, I didn't know this, Aaron, but apparently if if you can get your antibodies to test out at a certain level in the NFL, you only have to get one vaccine if your antibodies show to be high enough. Now, that's just weird. I mean, I don't understand people that just get one vaccine. If you're going to get it, I think go ahead and get both of them. But whatever. That's that's nor here nor there. But he he doesn't even have one vaccine. And, again, if you're hearing me say some of you listening to this go, well, I didn't get a vaccine. Mostly you shouldn't have to get a vaccine. Well, I get all that, and I'm not trying to call anybody out. I'm saying people should not be out there, especially if you're the quarterback of the of the Packers, misleading the public. People say, well, it's private. That's private. Well, this is kind of a public health crisis that we have. He's kind of a huge public face of the Packers. And, um, and for him to lie to the media, and again, people say, well, I don't care if he lies to the media. Well, he's not just lying to the media. He's lying to the fans of his team because the media is a conduit I mean, when we show up for a press conference at Dave Aranda on Monday, it's not just for us. We try to do it because we know people uh, pay money to advertise on our station. They, they, uh, they watch, they listen to us, they subscribe to newspapers. That's what the media is for. So we're trying to get the message out to people. But, uh, Aaron, I would just say that in this case, I, it, it comes across – as pretty chicken you-know-what to allow these other quarterbacks like Cousins, Lamar, um, Beasley, the wide receiver from Buffalo, uh, Cousins, to take this beating for their stance on on not getting the vaccine. But he, he misled the public on this one, and he almost skated, but now that he's going to miss and be out for 10 days – the news has slipped out. I, I, I don't really have that huge of a problem with anybody that doesn't get vaccines. I mean, I, I, again, that's up to you. I mean, I, I think it's better for our country that a lot of people have, okay? But I'm not going to sit here and say, go get go get the vaccine. Uh, go do this. Go do that. I mean, that's not really – I don't really think that's our place. But I think, I think Rogers – um, has made a uh, – I, I think what he did just kind of comes across as sneaky. And for a guy that already spent the offseason making all this about him, this this does not make him look really good, in, in my opinion. Well, and the NFL is complicit in this. They knew he wasn't, va- wasn't vaccinated. While they were finding Cole Beasley for walking out of a building without a mask, Aaron Rodgers was attending lots of – uh, team events and press conferences and things like that without a mask and they didn't find him even though they knew he was unvaccinated and by the way just so people know you and I are pretty close on the whole vaccination thing we're both vaccinated we're both pro-vaccine and we're both you know not about telling other people what they should do it's just yeah. very hypocritical of the NFL to come down hard on Cole Beasley which they did and they've made him out to be the bad guy and the villain and then give Aaron Rodgers a free pass and allow him to violate their policies. 
because they knew they've known all along and they never find him they never said a word in public no i agree and and i think the nfl looks bad and i think aaron Rodgers looks bad and just as we've seen them protect dan snyder because they don't want to have to overthrow an owner of the washington football team they protect certain players in this league and they don't want uh, they, they didn't really want to have to call out Aaron Rodgers. And what they did is they tried to keep this private to help Aaron Rodgers save face because he had misled the public. And uh, now it turns out that Aaron Rodgers was, uh, was uh, absolutely not going to get it. And, um, and, again, this does not come down to, oh, the educated people or this person, this person gets it and the other uneducated people. No. No, there are extremely smart people on both sides of this, uh, both sides of this decision. So I, it doesn't come down to that, but it does come down to when you purposely uh, mislead people, it's a bad look. All right, we have an opportunity to talk to a, uh, a longtime writer and beat writer of the Oklahoma Sooners. Why are the Sooners number eight? We talk to Jason Kersey from The Athletic about it next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Cloudy skies and very cool weather continues tonight. Just keep the jacket handy as well as the umbrella. We are looking at patchy areas of drizzle, maybe a few isolated showers, but again, nothing major. Low temperatures fall to 46 degrees. And then tomorrow, clouds in the morning, then clearing skies in the afternoon, but still a cool day with a high of 57. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Coach Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball have their second and final exhibition game. Wednesday, November 3rd in the Farrell Center versus West Texas A&M. Tune in here to the new broadcast crew of Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for the broadcast from the Farrell Center. That's Wednesday beginning at 7 p.m. for Baylor women's basketball. Right here on your home for the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Jenko and me. 
refinance your vehicle today at Genco with rates as low as 1.69% for 48 months and have 90 days of no payments. Refinancing can lower your payment, so you pay less for your car. Apply online and get an additional 0.1% off our already low rate. Thank you, Genco. And don't forget, your vote counts. Vote today for your local school to win $1,500 with Genco School Spirit Competition. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. NCUA Equal Housing Lender. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I've walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Atlanta Braves are champions of baseball, beating the Astros in the World Series. For the Braves, it's the first championship since 1995. The first college football playoff poll is out. Georgia number one, Alabama two, Oregon three, and Michigan State four. OU came in at number eight, Oklahoma State at 11, and Baylor at 12. The Las Vegas Raiders released wide receiver Henry Ruggs III yesterday following the involvement in a vehicle crash earlier in the morning that left one woman dead. Baylor coaches show tonight with John Moore starting at 6 o'clock, followed up by Beta Women's Basketball's final exhibition game with West Texas A&M tipping at 7 on ESPN Central Texas. And the Temple Wildcat Coaches Show with Scott Stewart tonight from Wings Pizza and Things starting at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, is Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas. Remember uh, Common Grounds, one of the great coffee houses in all of Central Texas. And uh, right there on the Baylor campus where I just did my recent show. And um, when he's in town soon, I would hope we could get Jason Kersey uh, of uh, The Athletic right over there to Common Grounds for a good cup of coffee. Jason, uh, welcome to, uh, to the show. I appreciate you being on. Hey, thanks for having me. I always love a good cup of coffee, so I'll have to remember that next week. Yeah, yeah, it's right there on the edge of campus, and uh, they have a special drink called the Cowboy that uh, okay. if you like the cold or they get the frozen cappuccino or they have all the stuff, if you just want the, the, the normal hot coffee, that's a good one. But that is Common Grounds, and uh, that's a great place right there on campus. All right, Jason, this is uh, – I was reading your column – and I thought, man, I got to get I got to get Jason on here. Uh, this is uh, I, I'm sure the Oklahoma fandom was just they're used to even with this one loss, they're used to getting into this playoff. And now that they're undefeated and haven't had one of those early losses, I think there's almost this sort of I don't know if it's a birthright, whatever you want to say that, hey, 
we're at least going to be up there in the four or five range on this first ranking. Well, they weren't. They showed up at number eight. Now, Jason, when you first saw that, did you did you raise your eyebrows? Did that seem about right to you, or were you surprised? Um, you know, I was a little surprised that it was that low, um, just because they are undefeated and they are Oklahoma. So you sort of expect that brand name to get a little bit, uh, a little bit of preferential treatment. Not that I'm saying they should, just that they usually do. So I, I, I was a little surprised. Um, but then when you really think about it, I mean, this Oklahoma team has been about as unimpressive as a nine and O team can be really. I mean, um, now Dave, uh, the offense has certainly been reinvigorated with Caleb Williams and, and the committee chair, Gary Barton noted that last night when he was talking about Oklahoma. Um, but the defense has struggled. They, they've won most of their games by one possession or less. They struggled. They, they were losing 10 to nothing at halftime to Kansas. And then when you look at some of the advanced metrics, they, they, uh, you know, they're, they rank pretty low in those compared to the other top 10 teams. And so when you look at all those things, and you put all that together, it kind of makes sense. Now, oh, oh, and I forgot to mention, their strength of schedule is pretty bad. I mean, I think it's yeah. 70th in the country. Um, now, that's going to change here coming forward because, as you know, they have Baylor coming up next week. They have uh, Iowa State, which is a very – which is certainly disappointing uh, relative to the preseason expectations. But they're a good team. And then they have Oklahoma State, which is number 11 – uh, there at the end of November, and then they'll have the Big 12 championship, I assume, against either Baylor or Oklahoma State. And so all of yeah. a sudden, this can look a lot different in just a few weeks. This could look a lot different. And that's why Cincinnati is threatened by not only the teams in front of them, but the teams behind them like OU. If OU kind of uses that, that tech performance and keeps rolling, finds a way to beat Baylor on the road – I mean, you're right. The, the name brand aspect of this, there's no way in the world they don't leap. And I think that's why you came to the conclusion in your column, hey, there's 0% chance an undefeated Oklahoma. Now, the difference is there is a really good chance that a one-loss Oklahoma team could miss out. And part of that is yes. that you can, you can lose whatever you want if you're Alabama. But if you're from the SEC, and maybe, Jason, that's why you guys in Texas are wanting to go to the SEC. You can benefit from that, uh, you know, the, the unbelievable reputation. But OU, in, in its own way, has always been a little separate from the Big 12 reputation-wise, in a sense. Yeah. But I think this yeah. year it would be pretty much impossible to overcome a loss. Yeah, it is interesting that Alabama's first loss never counts, literally never counts <laughs> uh, in the eyes of the committee. It's really yeah. unbelievable. I mean, look, they're a great program, and they always prove it at the end of the year. But it's it's remarkable that they're number two. They're, they are exactly where they would be if they hadn't lost to Texas A&M. They would be number two behind Georgia, right? So – uh, well, the first loss never counts for Alabama, but that's a different uh, subject for a different day. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I, I do think that Oklahoma is in great position moving forward. I, I, I think that, like I wrote, I think there is a 0% chance that, that an undefeated Oklahoma team is not in the college football playoff. Now, a one-loss Oklahoma team has made it several times in the past, and I do think that would be very difficult this year. They're already at number eight. So they've already got to climb a little bit. If they were to lose next uh, next week to Baylor, for example, 
even if they turn around and beat Baylor in the Big 12 championship game, uh, that loss, they'll drop from eight to probably, you know, 12 or 13. And then that's really hard from that point forward to get back into the top four. So um, I, I think that it's, it's interesting because every time in the past that Oklahoma has made the college football playoff, they've entered these first rankings with one loss. So they've already gotten their loss out of the way. That hasn't happened yet. And I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying that if it does, I think that it's a little late and it would be kind of hard for them to get back into it. Talking to Jason Kersey from The Athletic, covers the Oklahoma Sooners and uh, watches that team very closely. You mentioned Caleb Williams. And, um, I mean, it is amazing, isn't it, the start of a season? Uh, Rattler going to be right there in the Heisman race. Every You never would have thought in a million years. And then the students start chanting for Caleb Williams. Uh, I think some of the national people said, oh, my gosh, you know, basically scolded them. And, and sure enough, he comes in and wins that game at Texas or helps lead that thing. I mean, Jason, this is, this is honestly a storyline. You've seen a lot of interesting Sooner storylines. This is one of the more shocking ones, I would say, you've ever been a part of. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting, too, because last year uh, in the Texas game, Lincoln Riley also benched Spencer Rattler yeah. in favor of Tanner Mordecai, the Waco native who is now the starting quarterback at SMU. And um, <laughs> that was shocking. That was, a, that was a holy crap moment. But he brought Rattler back in. This time he didn't do that. This time he pulled Rattler and Caleb Williams stayed in, and we all saw what happened. And what has happened ever since? The offense has just taken off. He takes it to a completely new level. Um, the, the offense had been pretty stagnant, pretty uninspiring for the first several weeks. And now the offense is not the problem anymore. Um, with, with the way Caleb Williams spreads the ball around, with his accuracy, with the, the element that his legs add to this offense – it really is like we're. I mean, I, I you know I know this may um, sound a little bit like hyperbole, but it really is kind of like we're watching those old Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray offenses again. Um, when, when you see uh, what Caleb Williams brings to the table. Well, I mean, you 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 had such a great run of quarterbacks. You can't help but compare people to them. And uh, um, I mean, in in this guy, it's going to be interesting. The the matchup with Baylor. Because they, you know, they obviously have some great defensive players. I think that's going to be, you know, you've seen some weird ones with Baylor over the years. A couple of years ago, sure. big lead for Baylor. Here come the Sooners. Overtime in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, I, I do think um, some of these teams, like Baylor, wonder if this is their the last trip in for some of these teams. And so I think you'd get a great shot at them from these teams anyway. But I think it's even a little more. There's something that seems to be uh, at hand. Have you noticed that when, when OU has gone on the road this season, uh, that there, there might even be a little something extra with some of these games? I think, I think it was, it was uh, Manhattan. I think it was Kansas State where mm-hmm. at one point the fans started chanting SEC, SEC. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that that storyline is there. It's uh, it's on fans' minds. I think anybody who is not Oklahoma and Texas affiliated is upset probably about this because of what it what it looked like it was going to do to the league. Now they've obviously added four new teams that that will be joining at some point. But uh, but but you know it, it really that decision and the way it was handled 
was uh, was made a lot of people around the Big 12 upset in administrations, but I think it made a lot of fans upset too because you, you think about Baylor, you think about Oklahoma State, you think about Texas Tech. Those schools, uh, you know, they – they rely on Oklahoma and Texas. They're the big draws in the Big 12. Yeah. Um, and they've been partners for so long that I think a lot of people were really rubbed the wrong way. Not only that they did it, but the way they did it. The, the secretive yeah. nature, the fact the fact that it only came out because, you know, the Houston Chronicle broke that story. It wasn't those, the, the Kirby Hokut and, and Mac Rhodes, all these people had to find out from the media. I don't think anybody appreciated that. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of angry people around the Big 12, and, and I can't blame them. I really can't blame them. Is Oklahoma State, is their almost attitude is like, to heck with Bedlam, you guys are going to pull this stunt? Uh, and I'm talking about down the road. Obviously, they may have to, to play each other for two or three more years here until they're gone. But what has been, because part of you wants to keep the great tradition, but I'm sure there's part of them that says to heck with you. I mean, if y'all are going to do that, we, we don't really care to see you anymore. Is that, is that sort of the sentiment that you've been hearing from, uh, from Pokes fans? Uh, yeah, I think to some degree. I also think there's, there's a group of, of fans on both sides that would like to see the rivalry continue. Um, and, and look, uh, you know, as I, as I said earlier, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma have been tied at the hip for, you know, decades and decades and decades and they've played every year um since like the 20s um it, it's a it's a pretty lops it's a very lopsided rivalry but it is important to the state and and i think those two universities being linked up has always sort of been important they've always had good relations on the administrative side and so i do think there were some hurt feelings but i would also say that if you're oklahoma state and ou is willing to play i think it's something you have to consider i mean Oklahoma State has for many years tied their season ticket sales to the Bedlam game. For for example, if you know if you want to buy Oklahoma State season tickets, or pardon me, if you want a Bedlam ticket, and you're you you often have to buy an Oklahoma State season ticket. I mean that that's been like the marquee game for them. So I I, I do think there there's got to be some consideration to that. But at the same time, I mean it might be hard when you're. They're not in the same conference anymore, and scheduling non-conference games, particularly one every year, can, could get complicated. Now, that's not to say it can't be done. Clemson and South Carolina do it. Georgia and Georgia Tech do it. Um, there's examples of it. But uh, I, I do think that the hurt feelings element is probably part of it as well. All right. If you had to say right now what the opening line will be, it, let's just say uh, Baylor in, in Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma will arrive, obviously, with their same record, but Baylor takes care of TCU. What is yeah. the opening line on that game? And I would say I'm going to say OU by three. What, where, yeah. where would you where would you put it? I was going to say I was going to say four and a half or five. That's that's where I was okay. going to say. So I think we're in the same ballpark. I I think that's. Uh, that's about right because I, I do think that it's going to be a close game. But I do think OU will be favored just because they're undefeated, yeah. just because they are Oklahoma. They have won several games in a row in that series. So it's my guess that OU would be favored, but I don't think they'll be a big favorite. All right. Well, that cup of coffee will be on me. Uh, remember, common right. grounds, Jason, when you come to town. Jason Kersey 
with the athletic covering those uh, Sooners. Jason, I really appreciate you. Hey, my pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for having me. There he goes, Jason Kersey, uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, got some uh, trouble brewing in Austin, and it has nothing to do with the monkey. That's next. The Lorena Coaches Show with Ray Biles is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life, and the Lorena Athletic Association. Leopards now 7-2 and two on the season have at least clinched a share of the district championship with a 56 to nothing win over Caldwell. Coach, let's first address your team's defensive effort in that game. For the third time this year, your defense pitched a shutout. They had a big offensive line, which concerned me going in there because they just they they get a good push. And, uh, you know, the, the folks that can do that can grind it out on the ground. They can also chew up a lot of the clock and keep the ball away from you and everything. But I thought our defense did a, a tremendous job of uh, getting the ball back. And then when they had to throw the ball, we got a, got a pick. And, uh, you know, th- things really got going well for us early in that ball game. Putting up 56 points, that gave you a chance to play reserves. And that can be very helpful as you approach the postseason. Well, it always is. Anytime you can get your next guy up reps in, in a game situation, it's awesome. It helps, number one, the morale of the whole football team. And, and then it also helps some of those younger kids, some of the sophomores, get some reps and playing time and, and get a little bit of time in there as well. One more game left on the regular season schedule. That's at home against Rockdale. And what ways does that matchup give you concerns? Again, uh, Rockdale's a very athletic football team. Uh, they've got several guys that can take it to the house in one snap, and we're going to have to do a good job containing that. You know, as far as our defense goes, uh, we're going to have to do a good job of uh, keeping people in front of us, don't let them behind us. Uh, they're a very uh, good running football team. They've got two different quarterbacks. They rotate one. It's a little bit better thrower than the other. So uh, we'll look at a, a two-quarterback system we'll have to prepare for this week. And then uh, defensively, you know, they're very aggressive. They're going to stunt. They're going to bring people. And, um uh, you know, we're going to have to be uh, patient with what we do, but then also consistent in a lot of ways, which I think offensively we've, we've been able to do the last few weeks. ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com. 
The one stop for your farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, Bar None Country Store also has fencing products and panels with gates and culverts, plus a good selection of deer feed and feeders. They also have the latest styles of men and women's clothing, plus those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude. Go by and see Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Bar None Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Good to have uh, a uh, big-time observer of the Sooners on. Uh, Later in the program, about 5 o'clock today, we'll have David Ubbin on, national writer for The Athletic. And I want to get his take on, he wrote a column about what's going on with Cincinnati, why they didn't get more love. We'll talk about Baylor and Oklahoma State's chances. We'll get his take on some things with this Bears team. That'll be good. About 5 o'clock, we're going to do that. It is time for Campus Confidential. It's where Aaron and I discuss kind of the latest goings-on in college athletics. A lot of times college football. But we also uh, will do college basketball, women's, men's, the whole thing. Um, Nikki Collin, though, and I believe uh, Aaron brought this to my attention, I like this, by the way. This was done, seems to be, uh, this was in the uh, Waco Trib. Uh, this this came in, that Nikki Collin has landed her first top 50 national prospect. All right, that happened Monday. Springfield, Missouri, guard forward, uh, Isabella Fontelroy committed to the Bears. Uh, Fontelroy is the number 40 overall prospect, number eight wing in the nation in the class of 2022, according to ESPN's women's hoops rankings. All right, according to one of these papers where she came from, uh, up there in Missouri, over there, up there, um, she held offers, Aaron, from Louisville, that's good, Arizona, I think they're good, and Arkansas, among others. Um, so I, I'm, I'm liking it, it uh, as a junior at uh, Kickapoo High School. I've heard of Kickapoo. Uh, she averaged 16.8 points and 7.3 rebounds. All right. I was looking down here to see if I could get some measurements, some height. Um, so anyway, this is, uh, this is going to be good. Um. Uh, so, anyway, the, her highest recruit before that was the number 58 overall. But, uh, but anyway, number 50, or the top 50 recruit, number 40 overall. I like that. Aaron, keep, uh, anytime you see women's basketball, I love that. And, by the way, Nikki Collin, friend of the show, trying to line up a situation where we get to talk to her quite a bit. All right? So, uh, I am uh, I'm trying to do that. And we'll see how that goes. So far, so far, I'm struggling a little bit. But, Aaron, you know, you know that Nikki wants to be on the Matt Mosley show uh, with Aaron Sexton on a weekly basis. Aaron, are you going to, are you going to get over there and watch some women's games this year? Or are you protesting the the, uh, the departure of, of Kim? No, I'll, I will be watching as many as I can. Okay. I'll be running a few at the station, obviously, but I'll have some 
some days off to be able to, to watch the women play, and I plan on doing that. Well, by the way, Kim has land, is in the middle of bringing in some big-time recruits herself at LSU. And um, I, I was <laughs> that came across my desk the other day that, uh, my goodness, she's trying to flip that thing in a hurry. I, I don't think they'll be that great this season, but yikes. The recruits are headed to Baton Rouge, okay? So if you thought Kim was going to maybe, as she uh, got into her 50s a little bit, was going to kind of slow down, uh, moving to LSU, no, sir. It has not happened, <clears throat> and uh, apparently her recruiting's going extremely well. But uh, I'm excited to see what Nikki does. I'm excited for some of the pick and pop that we're going to see, and I'm excited for all those three-pointers. I mean, if there was one thing that, that was annoying me a little bit about some of these teams in the last few years, Aaron, was the three-pointer in both the men's and women's game had become huge, and, and it, for whatever reason, Baylor was still way into the mid-range game. Now, I'm not saying they didn't shoot threes at all. I'm just saying with Dijonet and some of those great players that they had, I, I wanted to see more threes. And it's just more bang for your buck. It's where the game has gone. And, uh, and I think Sarah Andrews and, and uh, boy, the, the uh, uh, what's her name, Asbury, who they brought in, the, some of these um, transfers can flat-out shoot it from outside. So I'm very excited to get Nikki Collin on here and then to get Nalissa on. My gosh, I've been trying to get Nalissa on all the time. So we'll continue to try to make that happen for our women's team fans out there we know you care about this team and that's why we're going to try to book all these people constantly all right um Aaron I, I I'm looking earlier and a friend of the show Chip Brown had a report coming out of Austin now this this guy scored a touchdown against Baylor the other day been a pretty good receiver for the Longhorns his name is Joshua Moore. Pretty good. You remember him, Aaron, number six, good speed, pretty good hands, but he dropped a couple of key ones. The J.T. Woods interception went off Moore's hands. I thought that ball was a little behind him, so I'm not going to totally blame him on that one. There was a ball in the end zone that uh, I kind of thought Moore probably should have caught, and he did not catch it. Um, The status of Moore, the Longhorns' third-leading receiver, became a question following a disagreement between Moore and the coaching staff at Wednesday's practice. Aaron, that's today. According to one source, the most heated exchange occurred between Moore and Steve Sarkeesian. Wow. All right, that's not good. Longhorns fall to 4-4. Four and four. They've been in a bad place. And Sark and Joshua Moore. I've always liked Joshua, and uh, pretty fine. I think he's a good receiver. He's more of a possession receiver. Worthy's a little bit more of a, a deep, uh, a downfield threat. They lost a really fine receiver named Jordan Whitt- Whittington. Um, I remember Baylor wanted him years ago. 20, he had 24 catches for 359 yards and three touchdowns, but he broke his collarbone, his clavicle, in the fourth quarter of the OU game, and so he's been out. Um, true freshman Xavier Worthy leads the Big 12 in receiving touchdowns with seven in receiving yards 
with 657 on a team leading 33 receptions. It's pretty good. If Moore is not in the lineup for the Iowa State game coming up, uh, the backup on the depth chart for o- or for Texas is true freshman Casey Kane. All right. And, and, and all this makes me think of one more thing that I saw today, and that is that Tyquan Thornton has been added to the Bolitnikoff Award Watch. And I believe Worthy from Texas might have been put on there as well. But uh, for our purposes, for our listening audience, um, Tyquan Thornton, man who uh, can throw passes, can catch passes, tremendous speed, downfield, plucks the ball, like the way he catches the ball. I like when he gets over on the sideline. I like the run after catch. I really do. Man, those, if you can, if, as long as Gary can continue to hit these guys and give them a chance to make yards after catch, Baylor's going to be okay. And I'm talking about the running backs, too, because Abram Smith showed that he can make people miss in space, and we know Ebner can. Ebner is impossible to bring down in space. And so I like what Gary's been doing as far as hitting people in stride. Um, Aaron, are you concerned... Uh, and do you think that this argument may have resulted from the stripper monkey story of yesterday? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Aaron, why have you avoided that story? I feel like you have. That's the greatest story we've ever had. And I feel like for some reason that story has made you uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time I came to you yesterday, you were just kind of like, I don't believe so, Matt. No, no comment. Golly. <laughs> I don't know. Do you own a monkey, Aaron? Are you partial? Not. Are you partial to pet monkeys? Okay. All right. Um, there was something my buddy was listening. He said, I asked you something. He couldn't believe I asked you something yesterday about, oh, oh, he was, yeah, I, my buddy Daniel was laughing when I ex- was trying to get you to explain to me why that woman was nicknamed Pole Assassin. Pole Assassin yeah. <laughs> For her dancing skills. <laughs> Pole, like P-O-L-E, right? Mm-hmm. Pole Assassin. Why, but I don't really understand that, to be honest with you. I know, I understand there's things called, like, pole dancing, okay? I'm not trying to be all Baptist on you. What I'm, what, what I'm saying is, I don't understand Pole Assassin. Like, is she dangerous? On Like, was she, could you, could you if you were at a... a a club where she was doing her act with the pet monkey. Is it dangerous, do you think? Like, why is she the pole assassin? I don't know. Aaron, Aaron, I mean, why would you I would because she's a very good dancer and the assassin. This is, is, I'm just shocked. I don't know. I am shocked by how uncomfortable you are a man who spent his career in the billiard hall. You were <laughs> you were in a pool hall. And for some reason, this monkey story, it just makes you very uncomfortable. All right, by the way, the you know what makes me uncomfortable? Is the dadgum gophers continue to get, year after year, they get ranked. Aaron, have you seen Minnesota's uh, record? They, they, it's like... They, they're getting credit for only getting beat by two touchdowns for Ohio State. <laughs> I think they lost a Bowling Green. They lost to Ohio State. They're not very good. And they put them at 20, and they put our sacred, our favorite roadrunners. 
Aaron, every time I hear, I play, I say Roadrunner, I want us from now on, I want us to find a, so, uh, a sound effect that is beep, beep, all right? Kind of like the Roadrunner used to do uh, in, uh, you know, the, uh, the the cartoons. Beep, beep. You know, like that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need that sound effect, okay? Every time I say Roadrunners, I want to play that. This is a great team, and they're 8-0. It's UTSA. Put some respect on their name. You ever heard somebody say that here? Put some respect on my name. I never, I've, I've, I'm sure you've heard that at, at some point, like after somebody has a big victory at the pool hall. Put some respect on my name. Aaron, are you troubled by the fact that UTSA was not included in the in the college football playoff top 25? It's, it's ridiculous. They have a three-loss team in the top 25, but not an undefeated UTSA team. It's it's. The whole thing is the whole thing is a joke. The whole yeah. process. It's like uh um it's it's like uh Jason Kersey said earlier, it's like Alabama's first loss doesn't count. And it they're right, it doesn't. Like he, his exact he he put it he put it better than it I've heard anyone else put it. They would be ranked the exact same if they had beaten Texas A and M as they are now having lost to Texas A and M. Tell me how that makes sense. <laughs> hey, uh, one thing I always kind of like is when ESPN Aaron does the 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 bottom ten. I didn't like it when Baylor was really bad and they would put Baylor in there <laughs> years ago. <laughs> you, they've been doing this for a lot of years. It's kind of funny, and, but they'll always put like one pretty good team in just to make everybody mad. <laughs> have you ever noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> Number five, they have Michigan. <laughs> in the bottom ten, it says, this week's coveted fifth spot is occupied by the team that was only one rung below the AP Top 25's fifth spot one week ago. Then Jim Harbaugh lost to Michigan State again. That brings his career record versus Sparty to 3-4. and four. When paired with his 0-5 record versus Ohio State and 1-4 and in bowl games, it's like pulling your laundry out of the dryer and realizing that you left a blue permanent marker with a cap off in the pocket of your khakis. All right, I like that. Michigan, but now who is the really the worst team in all of college football? Aaron, I want you to guess. I don't think you've looked at this. I, I want you just to guess because this is for real. This team is zero and eight. Yeah. Do you have a guess? I, I don't because uh, my go-to would have been UConn, but they broke their long losing streak, so I'm not so sure. UNLV. Mm. UNLV at zero and eight. <laughs> They always do it like the U and the N are low, and the L's big for the loss. The L's the only one that's <laughs> uppercase. And then 0-8. Um, oh, my gosh. Wait. FC Wars losing streak to 20 games after falling to USC 41-34. Did you know Arizona was this bad? I did not. I didn't realize Arizona was just this horrific. Who's did? I, I guess they fired someone. Who coaches Arizona? The Wildcats stretched their FCS worst losing streak. Why does it say FCS? To 20 games after falling to USC 41-34. Are they being funny? I don't know why they're calling them FCS. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it says they're 0-8. And then the Kansas Nayhawks, they call them. The Kansas Jayhawks, 1-7, are the third worst team in all of the land. UConn did move up to number four on the worst teams in the country. Do we know who they beat, Aaron? Or do we just know they won at some point? 
I can't remember who they beat. I can look it up real quick. Oh, no, no don't worry about it. But it says that they're in the midst of a rare double bye. Second straight scheduled open date this weekend. <laughs> don't you think the coaches love that when they're just that horrific to get a double bye? Can you imagine spending two weeks alone with that team? I'll tell you what's really sad, by the way, is think about how good that Arkansas State team has been over the years. And they're sitting at one in seven. One in seven. And UConn beat wow. Wagner, the powerhouse okay. Wagner. All right. And then, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Texas State. Texas State is kind of a runner-up type deal. All right, and uh, I'm trying to see if anybody. Oh, the, and the North Texas Lean Green, they call them. They're right up there. They ranked them just ahead of COVID-19. <laughs> That's what they did. Okay, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We talked to one of the country's foremost college football experts. David Ubbin joins us next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Second and 15. Jones fires it over the middle and there's Diggs. Only heard here. With a deflected interception left sideline. 10, 5. All season. Of course it's Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's Dallas and Denver. This Sunday morning at 11 on your home for the Cowboys, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Don't miss the Real Texas Gun Show Saturday, November 13th and Sunday, November 14th at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show. November 13th, 9 to 5, and November 14th, noon to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized bulgogi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha lime and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. 
At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Handcammer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Audience Matt Mosley, and uh, proud to be joined by my longtime friend and colleague, David Ubbin, from The Athletic. And, uh, David, uh, I'm glad you got to hear all those sponsors, uh, that uh, all my partners. Uh, I, I think it's time for The Athletic to become an underwriter of the Matt Mosley Show. So you let, you let, um, you let the uh, appropriate people know, David, that uh, your, your weekly segment needs to be sponsored, all right? I'll pass it along. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, David Ubbin, uh, always fun to uh, to catch up with you. Lots going on, not the least of which the NCAA sticking it to Oklahoma State. Another reason why you should never cooperate with the NCAA, but we may get there, we may not. Uh, you wrote about, I liked your column, uh, about Cincinnati and in the whole college football playoff. But, I mean, David, we knew this was coming. I mean, we're about three weeks removed from everybody saying, Oh yeah, Cincinnati. If they keep doing this, it'll be. And we, you and I, have been around the block a few times, and we saw what happened to Baylor and TCU in 2014. The big brands are always going to win out. Um, and and I and I liked it because some of our former uh, colleagues at ESPN, I noticed about a week ago, uh, one in particular started making the case and shooting holes in Cincinnati's. You know, in their resume, and I and David, I was kind of like, okay, here it comes, and now it has arrived. Poor Cincinnati has no shot at the top four. Yeah, they need a lot of help. I mean, I I think ultimately, uh, you know, the metrics by which the committee uses, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily fully fair to say they lean on the the big brands, but the metrics that they use. I think certainly favor uh, the power five in just about every aspect and make it very hard. Dare I say impossible for a group of five team to make the the, the top four. Uh, I mean, if this Cincinnati team is not going to do it and it's not going to be, you know, I think people see them at six and think about how the human poles work and wonder if they might be able to climb. They're not going to be able to climb. They don't have another top 25 team on their schedule. Maybe, they might add one if SMU or Houston sneaks in there by the end of the season. But that number six, I would bet you, unless a bunch of teams ahead of them or around them lose, they're more likely to drop than they are to rise. And that's because of how the metrics operate. And, and Cincinnati hasn't been the most dominant team in the country, 
But kind of what I wrote about is it's just very frustrating to see time and time again, not even just with Cincinnati, but just with the entirety of college football, that more than half the teams in the country, basically those outside of the Power Five, and we'll see with Wake Forest, maybe some inside the Power Five, you can win all your games and you don't get a chance to compete. And that is insane. And it, it, no other sport does that. And, and it's, it's hard to, to reconcile with it. The last night we were forced to kind of stare in the face that, you know, Cincinnati could win all its games and probably not get to compete. And, and the same may be true for Wake Forest. So it was kind of, I wrote kind of about Cincinnati, but it's, it's kind of more about the, just the issue at hand yeah. that if there's something that is insane, which that idea is insane, it's antithetical to the concept of sport, it's worth talking about it. And, and it's, it's hard to see for, for a sport that I love, and I know you love as well. Maybe this will force them into, we've always rooted for chaos, thinking maybe that'll uh, cause something to happen. We shall see. I mean, that's just flat-out disrespectful. And, and yeah. I mean, you're, it's not like you're acting like UTSA has just had, like, the most am- amazing wins ever. But they are 8-0, and, and with the Big Ten opponent, a win over at Illinois and, and Memphis, and, and they've been extremely impressive this year. To not even put them in the top 25 and lean on uh, Mississippi State at 5-3, and three, is Wisconsin 5-3 and three as well? Minnesota, by the way, the, the love for the Gophers has been there a long time. That goes back to 2014 when yeah. they were trying to prop up Ohio State, at least in my opinion, and they, they, there was like they, they could not bring themselves to drop the Gophers out of the top 25 that year. <laughs> I recall that. I recall. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota's inclusion was weird. I mean, Minnesota's looked pretty good. You know, we asked uh, Gary Bardo last night, what, you know, what, 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 in, what entrances you about Minnesota? And he kind of said, well, they've won four games in a row. And it's like, okay, well, they haven't really had a quality win in that bunch, and they've lost to a Bowling Green team as well that has not beaten another FBS team besides Minnesota since 2019, Matt. That's a long time, uh, pre-pandemic. The world was a different place the last time Bowling Green beat a non-Minnesota team. So, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. And it's I, I, knowing the system and understanding how these rankings are made, nothing really surprised me last night, but you just stare at it. And I don't know how, just as a human being, you can't look at it and say, this is wrong. This is messed up. This is not what it should be. I think an expanded playoff fixes some of that where at least you can compete for it. It doesn't necessarily change who's going to win or a lot of the same faces, but my body just cannot accept. It just fundamentally rejects the concept that a team can go undefeated and not get a chance to compete. All right, talking to David Ubbin from The Athletic. David, uh, what what are the next steps for getting this playoff um, and – do you think um, it seemed like the whole Texas and OU defection slowed down the process and then the formation of the alliance? Um, I, I do think a chaotic situation like this, and and um, God forbid Alabama with two losses gets left out, then then we would change <laughs> all of it. We would change it like before they even happens. We would immediately have a 12-team playoff. What What sort of timeline do you think we're working on here? The timeline is anyone's guess. I think they'll get to 12. The commissioners are meeting uh, right up the road in Dallas uh, this week. I think that starts tomorrow. Uh, And they're going to be talking about eight versus 12. But I think we can't forget that 
the SEC is carrying the biggest stick in the room, and, and I think ultimately the SEC and Commissioner Greg Sankey has been very, very clear. He strongly opposes eight, mostly because he opposes the idea of when you go eight, you're going to have you know the, the major conferences qualifying. And, you know, the SEC would have probably two or maybe even three some years teams finish higher in the rankings than maybe a Pac-12 champion could. Uh, and he feels like the, the people would reject that. Obviously, it's not what's best for the SEC, so he wants the way it is now, or 12, and that really matters. I just think there's too much money on the table for them to not go to 12, and too many people that want to see 12. Uh, and a lot of evidence that expanding the playoff enhances the regular season. It does not, um, you know, uh, I guess not delegitimize, but just sort of limit the impact. I just don't think that's true. I think the more teams that are still in the, in the national championship hunt are, are good for the sport. So as far as timing, you know, it's tough to really know because like I said, people really slam the brakes on this. There's a lot of people that are kind of uncomfortable with it, but I, I would be surprised if it's not 12 as the next step. All right. Talking to David Ubbin from the athletic on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN central Texas, David is how weird is it that Gary Patterson is no longer the head coach at TCU. I mean, I, I I can almost remember us being in a TV studio. Now, you may have been at one of those games. I I can't remember. We were both in studio that night, and and I and I was angrily calling out Gary after one of those brutal Baylor TCU battles ended. And I, you know, of course, I was showing my bias as I tended to do from time <laughs> to time. The, was this the Ahmad Dixon blowing kisses game? I think so, and I and I, I didn't, I you know, Gary got after Art, and of course, it, Art had had tragedy happen. You remember that week, and it, it was just an uh, the whole thing was kind of ugly on everybody's part, and uh, including mine, by the way. Uh, but but I mean, it, just think how wild that is that that rivalry between Bryles and Gary had gotten so good and so fun, and now both of those guys are going to be out of college football. Now Gary may not be for long, but. Uh, I, I mean, it, it. I know it was not headed in the right direction for TCU. I never thought we would get here this fast. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he would probably get one more chance to maybe uh, change some things. It sounds like they, they sort of gave him that offer and he didn't really want to do that. But, I, I you know, Gary, I don't think it's going to be done. And, I, and if, I'm, if I've got one of these openings, I might want to kick the tires on Gary Patterson because you're going to get a angry Gary Patterson a guy who has built some pretty good programs. I, I, I'd be really intrigued um, if I've got an opening. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, the one that jumps out to me, Matt, Nebraska could do worse if, if they decide to go elsewhere with Scott Frost. I might want to see about that. Uh, and, and maybe, mm. hey, what do we think about this idea? Um, because, you know, the whole issue is doing more with less, and he's done that a lot. And he's done more with more as he's recruited a little bit better. Um, I was surprised that it happened quite so swiftly, but you know, Gary's a headstrong guy. He's going to do what he wanted to do, and and you know, the idea of sort of being forced into doing things that he didn't feel like you know were, were, were what he wanted to do for his program, he's not going to do that, and he's got enough power to do that. And uh, I, I don't think you're seeing a retirement from Gary Patterson. All right, I, I'd like to see him right up there in a press box, uh, in, in the Baylor press box, as a defensive analyst for the Bears next season. All right, that's what I'm. <laughs> I don't that's know. what I I'm pushing he, I, for. I think he is going to be uh, 
real hot under the collar wherever his next job is. I, I like I said, I it, it, it's going to be real interesting. You know, people kicking around the idea of, of him going elsewhere in Texas. That makes some sense for recruiting and some of those connections. But man, some big jobs. I, I, I feel like you know, rather than roll the dice on somebody, I, I think you're going to get a renewed Gary Patterson. I'll be real interested uh, to see what his next next stop is. He <laughs> he might be the most um, interesting guy. Um, you know, yeah. interesting candidate on this carousel. Sonny goes to TCU. Gary goes to SMU. All is well, and we just we just have <laughs> a big old time. Uh, David, I uh, I appreciate it. Always fun catching up. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. There he goes, David Ubbin, uh from the Athletic, where David uh, covers college football. All right, we continue on on this Wednesday, and uh, lots to. Uh, Lots to discuss and got some uh, cowboy information to get into. And then also this crazy Aaron Rodgers story that has been developing throughout the day. We'll catch you up on that next. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali, 469-562-4188. Now time for a Cowboys update. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Lyle Collins tells you about the offense's new Hulk package right after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. As the Cowboys prepare for Sunday's visit by the Broncos, we're unsure if quarterback Dak Prescott or left tackle Tyron Smith will get practice reps. Dak is nursing a calf injury, and Tyron left Sunday's game with a sore ankle. We could see Lyle Collins stepping in for Tyron. Now on Sunday night, Lyle played on offense, but it was as a blocking back in a wishbone package the Cowboys call the Hulk. Lyle said he doesn't care if he's asked to play left side or right side or even do like Sunday and pancake somebody as the Hulk. I ain't gonna lie, it's fun. I definitely had a great time. Just wherever they need me to line up, that's where I'll be. You know, I haven't practiced too much on the left. You know, we'll see what, what happens moving forward. Dallas did not add a player at yesterday's trade deadline, but they did place linebacker Jabril Cox on injured reserve with a torn ACL. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you're a professional athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline you. 
Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly. The pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. When I went to the Good Feet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the arch supports. And took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Central Texas. Been a little dreary. It's okay. It's good football weather. High school playoffs not far off. Just around the corner. Love this time of year. Got some big football games. Baylor TCU. And it's going to be strange, but uh, still going to play the game. And uh, you got to show up and take care of business. And I don't know if they're going to have heavy hearts. I don't know if they're going to be mad, angry, whatever. Who will they turn? Are they going to be mad at the AD, are they going to be mad at Baylor? What, what, what kind of TCU team will show up? That is, uh, that's the question a lot of us have as, uh, as we get ready for this. Now, the, uh, the Cowboys situation, um, they, it looks like Tyron Smith is not going to play Sunday against Denver. So right now, it, it's kind of looking like they're going to put, um, they, they're going to have to move some things around because I don't think they're going to go with Inseki again at left tackle. That just wasn't a great experiment. He kind of settled in and did okay, but they'll probably uh, go ahead and and make the move of Terrence Steele over to left tackle, and then Lyle Collins will play right tackle. All right, everything else will stay the same, and it looks like that's probably what the Cowboys are going to do. Um, the, the quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott, continues to Work out a little bit on the side. They're hoping that he'll be full goal tomorrow. Nothing to this point in the week seems like it's going to be a major issue. So uh, I am uh, continuing to monitor everything out there, and uh, we'll uh, we'll keep you up to speed on that uh, story. Now, 
who might be rejoining the team? Well, Michael Gallup is getting closer. No reason to rush him because obviously Cedric Wilson's playing great. I don't know if, if Gallup will play this week, but it certainly could be back the following week, uh, if not this week. And then McKeon, who is a uh, reserve tight end, who's become kind of a nice special teams player, is going to be back. They think he'll be ready to come back. And then, of course, Demarcus Lawrence is starting to try to play his way back in there. The news was today that he showed up kind of on the side and did some more public rehab work, but it was a little more uh, open and a little more strenuous than what he'd been doing in the past. So they have not been seeing him out at practice. So I think that's a good sign that Demarcus Lawrence could be joining this team. I mean, this this team, there's so many interesting facets of this team. But one has to be, one of the most interesting is the the way the reserves have stepped up. And Odigizua has played great. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, uh, Basham, and then obviously Gregory has played tremendously. But the, the, the push they are getting up the middle from these reserve defensive tackles is just amazing. Now, Tristan Hill could be returning this week as well. He's another body that you could put in there at nose tackles, a big body. I don't know, you know, if he's taking the next step. We shall see. But he's someone they could put in there, and uh, so help is on the way. The other player I haven't mentioned is Neville Gallimore, and he was thought to be their best defensive tackle, and the guy hadn't been out there at all, and uh, he is getting closer to coming back. So I think the thought is, they didn't feel like they needed to do a bunch at the trade deadline because they had so many players that were arriving uh, internally. Now, um, from a uh, secondary standpoint, Aaron, I want you involved in this because you've watched this team and you know what they do and you know what you know who are the fantasy guys on offense and everything like this. But the, I, I, did you notice that when Diggs briefly was injured and, and, and I think at one point somebody else was off the field, Number 24 appears out there at a very key moment in that game. And, and, I, and I even thought to myself, wait, wait, who, who is that? Who, remind me who 24 is. Well, it's a guy we haven't seen because he's a rookie. That was Kelvin Joseph, who started out at LSU playing for Aranda uh, at, at, when he was the defense coordinator there, and then he finished up at Kentucky. So this is going to be really interesting to see what Kelvin Joseph can do. I think he's got some uh, – I think he's got some real talent, but that is a tough situation to get thrown into. The other thing that came out of this game that fascinated me, Aaron, was uh, Jaron Curse, the safety. I mean, I, I there he. I mean, he's had a nice season. He's a journeyman safety. He and uh, KZ, um, you know, who had the DUI recently, but was out there playing the other night, have played extremely well this season. And so what the Cowboys decided to do was give Curse the green dot. And what does that mean? Well, that, that means he's wearing the device that allows him to call the defense. So he, he takes the call and then goes in the huddle and makes the call. And then also, of course, he's having to you know, shout things out. See, Now, you might say, well, wait, isn't that usually the middle linebacker? Well, yeah. But um, for whatever reason, they decided to give Curse a chance at this. Well, it, it worked in several ways. First of all, he seems to have some really good leadership qualities and did a tremendous job calling the defense. They, they used it in practice last week. They didn't tell anybody what they were doing, and then they executed it in that game. 
and people were kind of wondering, well, what's going on? I mean, like, uh, this was revealed by Ryan Clark on ESPN. It's a good find by him. Um, somebody obviously tipped him off, and he knew about that. It allowed Micah Parsons to just play free. And you can imagine for a rookie to have to get the call, say the call, get everybody lined up. I mean, there's like, that's a lot. And so they try to take that off his plate, and the guy goes out there and has the best game of his young career. This was a uh, – this guy used to be known as, like, extremely immature. He had, he had maturity issues in college, going back to – coming out of high school, and yet he – in that game, his anticipation, <clears throat> the angles he used, the tackling – what he was able to do in space was remarkable. Aaron, I you got to hand it to, uh, I, I think Dan Quinn has to be right now one of the better uh, coordinators in the league. And I, I just think what he's doing on the fly with reserves and then, and then doing these interesting things like making curse the, the play caller uh, or, or not, the, you know what I'm saying, call out the plays to his teammates, I think – I think these things are genius. Yeah, he's done an amazing job this this season um, with the injuries that they've had, with all the young players they're having to play. It, it's been it's been really really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just uh, I'm just kind of bowled over by what uh, what what he's able to accomplish, and I like the uh, I, Gregory has has gotten more and more confident. He's blowing up plays, and so. Um, it was, Aaron, the first game that uh, Diggs did not have an interception. We're worried about him now. <laughs> I mean, he's supposed to have an interception every single game. Yep. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. we gotta got to keep our eye on Diggs and, and uh, make sure we're aware of that situation. Okay, more to come. Um, I, I did want to get into this, uh, this situation with Aaron Rodgers. This was a wild situation. It involves COVID-19, but you need to hear the latest on this. That's next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes talking Baylor women's basketball, volleyball, and football. It's all straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process. But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle, I got reassurance and a quick recovery. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. 
Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the voice of the Bears. And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat, today our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, beginning with Baylor women's basketball in action tonight in the Farrell Center. Yeah, coming off the uh, the win against uh, Texas A&M Commerce, and so uh, excited for uh, for Coach Cullen and the team to to play tonight and uh, to to watch them against uh, West Texas A&M, 7 p.m. Be there. Looking forward to it. Regular season. I will see you there. November 9th. Yes, you will. Uh, And then Friday and Saturday, how about this? Number one, Texas. Number 10, Baylor in volleyball in the Farrell Center. Yeah, huge, huge. And just, man, encourage all of uh, our Baylor family to to come on out and and support our, our volleyball team. As you mentioned, two big matches Friday at 8 p.m. and then Saturday at, at 6 p.m., both Farrell Center. Uh, the place is going to be rocking. Uh, obviously, Texas in first place right now in the Big 12. We're in second place. And uh, so a great opportunity for us to uh, disrupt all of that. So, <laughs> And uh, Baylor football continues to roll up to number 14. Big win over Texas and headed to uh, Fort Worth to play TCU Saturday. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't get this ranking system. You know, we didn't play and we moved from 20 to 16, which my math says four spots. And then we, we beat a really, really good, you know, Texas team. And, and we don't move up as, as much. But uh, you know what? We'll take it. And uh, – Great effort by our young men, you know, to come back with uh, resiliency. Didn't didn't necessarily play great the, the first half, but to come back the second half. And then, you know, we've got a, a, a big task in front of us on, on Saturday at TCU, kickoff 2.30 p.m. You know, a lot of stuff going on. I know Coach Aranda has great respect for Coach Patterson and what happened there. And so how does the TCU program rally around that? And so – there's a little bit of uncertainty in terms of uh, what what we can expect and, and uh, what to expect. So uh, we're going to have to be ready, sharp, uh, and uh, play our best football. Thanks, Mac. And a reminder, our Baylor Coaches Show comes up tonight, this week only from 6 to 7, with Ryan McGuire, Baylor volleyball coach and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's tonight at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas. Where we'll have more tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat. I'm John Morris. The Whitney Coaches Show with Mark Bird is brought to you by Citizen State Bank of Whitney. Coach, coming off a wild 37-34 victory over Maypearl last Friday night, this is a game that you were down with under two minutes left. You fumble the ball at their one-yard line, and your defense is able to get them three and out. You get the ball back, and you're able to go ahead and score and take the lead and win the game. Uh, that's going to be a great feeling for you and your team. It was a good one, no doubt. Uh, we needed that game just as far as a <clears throat> getting back in the win column, getting some confidence back. But, well, I tell you what, uh, it came down to the final wire, and our defense held well. And, you know, we got them three and out and made them punt the ball, uh, gave us the ball back. And three plays later, we take the league, uh, 37-34. But, with, like I said, with even with 26 seconds left, they made a made – a, pretty good dash down to the 50 and then throw a ball towards the end zone and we get an interception to ice the ball game but i'm telling you what they they came out firing on all cylinders the second half uh we missed an opportunity early to take another touchdown lead and uh kind of get ahead two two possessions but you know they get the ball and and you know about middle of the fourth quarter get an onside kick as well and that's where they took the lead on us but uh kids rallied well you know stayed the frame of the ball game and 
uh, a big confidence builder knowing we could come back from from being at a deficit there with under a minute left to, or under two minutes left to play. Now you've wrapped up your playoff spot, and you actually know who you'll play. You'll take on Grosbeck next Friday night at WIST Stadium, but before that, you still have one district game as you take on Life Oak Cliff out of Dallas. Talk a little bit about this team. You know, I tell you what, Life Oak is probably one of the more talented teams in the district that the record just doesn't show. I mean, they've got some explosive kids and uh, some really good-sized kids. So we're going to have to really play well to beat this bunch. I mean, we, we can't let our guard down for sure. But uh, I'm going to tell you what, Life Oak really gives us some some speed problems and some mismatches. So we're going to have to win some one-on-one battles and stay within the frame of the offense and the defense uh, to come away with the victory. Uh, and, you know, we can't look we can't look to next week. We're going to have to stay contained with this week and really stay on top of our game. ESPN Central Texas. Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at citizensstatebanktx.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Cloudy skies and very cool weather continues tonight. Just keep the jacket handy as well as the umbrella. We are looking at patchy areas of drizzle, maybe a few isolated showers, but again, nothing major. Low temperatures fall to 46 degrees. And then tomorrow, clouds in the morning, then clearing skies in the afternoon, but still a cool day with a high of 57. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. The Atlanta Braves are champions of baseball, beating the Astros in the World Series. For the Braves, it's the first championship since 1995. The first college football playoff poll is out. Georgia number one, Alabama two, Oregon three, and Michigan State four. OU came in at number eight, Oklahoma State at 11, and Baylor at 12. The Las Vegas Raiders released wide receiver Henry Ruggs III yesterday following the involvement in a vehicle crash earlier in the morning that left one woman dead. Baylor coaches show tonight with John Moore starting at 6 o'clock, followed up by Baylor women's basketball's final exhibition game with West Texas A&M tipping at 7 on ESPN Central Texas. And the Temple Wildcat Coaches Show with Scott Stewart tonight from Wings Pizza and Things starting at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas rolling in to uh, toward Wednesday evening. Hope everybody's having a good one. Lots of uh, interesting news today. You heard that uh, tragic news that uh, Ward was talking about with Henry Ruggs III. He was uh, uh, double the uh, uh, alcohol level that uh, you're allowed to have, and he was driving his, I believe it was a Corvette, over 150 miles per hour. Said when his airbags went off, it was down maybe to about 130 miles per hour. And uh, they veered into uh, another lane, and uh, a, uh, a woman lost her life in that accident. And so he had his first court appearance, I believe, today. Uh, Henry Ruggs third in the uh, Raiders did not waste any time. They said, you're gone. You're, you're just re- he's released. And, of course, he was a first-round pick out of Alabama and uh, was uh, one of the fastest players in the NFL. And, uh, you know, just a reminder to to everyone uh, of how incredibly dangerous it is to get behind the wheel when uh, you've been making some of those decisions. Okay, it's uh, the Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Today, NFL-wise, some some just craziness out there in the sense that Aaron Rodgers is not going to, to be able to play this Sunday. In fact, uh, in some weird ways, this will be interesting for them to see Jordan Love in a, in a, in a game. Aaron Rodgers is going to be have to be away from the team for at least 10 days. Now, why is that? Well, it's because he's unvaccinated. And that doesn't make him unlike some other quarterbacks in the league. It just is different because of the way uh, Aaron Rodgers handled this situation. In fact, before the season, he told reporters, we'll hear it in a minute. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Aaron and, and let you hear what he said. But uh, it was, uh, I, I mean, I was just, uh, I, the way he has handled this was misleading. 
and um, and he basically suggested. I tell you what, Aaron. Let's hear. Let's do that second clip where the first clip basically Aaron uh, Rodgers just you know, just says instead of saying when he was asked point blank if he'd been vaccinated, he simply says I've been immunized, and. At the time, it sounded it was a little weird that he just didn't say yes or whatever. But it turns out we've come to find out that was his way of trying to not answer the question because it turns out that the NFL and everybody knew that the Packers quarterback was not vaccinated. And again, that in itself isn't the biggest deal in the world because you know people have admitted that. And Aaron and I, while we're uh, vaccinated. We don't go around telling everybody you have to do this or you have to do that. That's just not, not our style. But I want you to hear. This is where I think Aaron Rodgers got in trouble. He'd already said, "Yeah, I'm, I've been immunized," and then he decided to say this when he was asked about, you know, uh, his teammates. In, 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 he was asked about uh, being vaccinated. You know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of conversation around it around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and I made statements, owners who made statements. Um, you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Um, there's guys who have been vaccinated that contracted COVID. Um, so it's, it's an interesting issue that I think we're going to see played out the entire season. I'm not going to judge those guys. Can you imagine being one of those guys and, and, and maybe they have to do, I was just reading a minute ago, uh, Aaron, during the break, I was reading about how unvaccinated players uh, generally what like the Packers do or other teams do, they'll put them on Zoom with reporters. And so they just, they're not allowed to be, you know, in those same settings. And so they'll do a, do a Zoom type situation with them. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, and so now they're kind of looking at, well, wait, how is he doing these sessions in the building with reporters without a mask? Because the rule is if you're you have to wear a mask in the building if you are unvaccinated. Well, listen, it, does the league have double standards? And as Aaron pointed out earlier today, are they somewhat complicit in this? Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the faces of the NFL. And, and, and do they give people special treatment? But here is. Here is um, Lamar Jackson and Wentz and Cousins and then uh, Cole Beasley. Those guys are all getting called out. And, and part of it was because Beasley seemed a little uninformed with his. But, again, at least they're being up front. They're not trying to hide and say, oh, yes, we are vaccinated. So Rodgers decided to go ahead and let people think he had been vaccinated. Now, you may be fine with that. I don't know. I mean, to me, that is kind of a wormy type uh, way to handle this. You can text us or you can call us. Uh, it is, um, won't you text us? We're running out of time today. CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. Do you have a problem with how Aaron Rodgers handled this? Or are you fine with it? Do you feel like he, he if he wanted to maybe lie about it? That's okay. That's okay. He, he just, that's how he chose to handle it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I, I just think it was a, uh, I think it was a uh, curious move on his part. And uh, for a guy that made the whole offseason about himself, 
He's right back in the thick of things. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. It is time for the dismount. We'll talk World Series next. The Axel Coaches Show with Justin Havard is brought to you by Triple S Sports. What did you take out of that football game from, from your perspective? Um, man, really, the ability of, for us to finish. We've, um, you know, we've been in some games that I really feel like we should have won. And to be honest, I don't even think this game is is anywhere close. Uh, if we um, if we execute a few plays, I mean, opening kickoff of the game gets returned for a touchdown. We got a guy standing there, and the hole never touches him. Um, <clears throat> we go down, have a 12 play drive, score a touchdown to uh, to tie the game up there in the second quarter. So it's 14-14. We kick them the ball. Uh, their first offensive play goes 60 yards for a touchdown, and uh, nobody touches them. Guy still standing in the hole. Uh, then they kick the ball off to us, and uh, we um, we get a penalty for um, intentional grounding, and uh, then we get a personal foul on top of that for uh, for hitting a dude late. So now, 20 yard penalty, and uh, we're punting the ball. Punt the ball, first guy down, misses a tackle, and uh, they return a punt for a touchdown. And I mean, it was, it was just one of those one of those kind of wild games where they had a few explosive plays, and and we didn't execute. Now you uh, so, you, you turn your attentions to Marlin. What do you, what do you try to get done in this final game as you lead into your uh, your off season program? Well, we we kind of discussed that a little bit on Saturday. Uh, you know, what is the main objective we want to get, and. Uh, you know, we we want to finish the season on a high note, going to going to the off season uh, with some momentum. And uh, you know, this Marlin team—they're a good football team. You know, I, I I look at them in Italy, and I'm I'm wondering how Italy really beat them. I really think that they should be the number one team in our district, just because of all the athletes they have. But uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna stay positive this week. We're gonna go out normal routine. We're gonna tackle. And uh, what we're really going to do is we're going to find 11 bodies that that show us that they want to be disciplined and, and committed. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out! A sagging rear end. It's ugly, it's embarrassing, and it's a sign you haven't been taking care of things. Hey, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters, and we know you've seen it. A truck pulling an RV, a boat, or a big trailer, and the back end of the truck is lower than the front. In the industry, we call it a floppy jalopy, a scooty booty, or most commonly, badonkadonk down. 
It's not just an eyesore. When a truck's rear end is sagging, it can be dangerous because it affects the handling of the truck and can make driving unsafe. But there is a fix to this unsafe and unsightly condition. Take your truck to Pickup Outfitters for a little rear end suspension upgrade like Super Springs, Sumo Springs, or even an airbag suspension kit. Your truck will be safer, handle better, and most importantly, it will look better. People will start noticing the improvement to your rear end right away. And isn't that what it's all about? Get your rear suspension upgrade from the pros at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to Helmet com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford, member FDIC and equal housing lender. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. Audience to dismount. We uh, say good night to you and uh, kind of let you know a couple of parting shots. The uh, Mavericks, by the way, were on last night. There was so much going on with the World Series, and I mean, there was just a lot happening. And of course, I was following a lot of this college football. They made the announcements, college football. If you're just joining us, well, you missed a lot, a really good show. But also, that's okay. We forgive you. Uh, we always uh, podcast the show and put it out there via Twitter and social media, Facebook, and all that. So we try to make it easy on you if you happen to miss anything. Had a couple of really good interviews today with uh, uh, guys from The Athletic. But uh, the Baylor Bears check in at number 12. Number 12. And the other Baylor news that I thought that was good today, that uh, Tyquan Thornton was named to the Bolitnikoff watch list. All right? That's great. That's great. Bolitnikoff is a huge award. I'm trying to remember. Baylor did have someone win it a few years ago, and it was um, it, it was either KD Cannon or Corey Coleman. It might have been Cannon, but one of those guys did win the Bolitnikoff. And, and of course, uh, during the Browse era, there were guys that put up just in, uh, unbelievable numbers. But uh, those were some fun days uh, watching those offenses. Now, let's um, – Let's uh, real quick mention who won the World Series. It was the Atlanta Braves. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they went all throughout the 90s. They had those great teams. They couldn't quite get it done. They send uh, Max Freed out there, and he was uh, – he actually, you know, had some 
some gas. I, I think the I think the Astros just completely ran out of gas in that series. They were they were sucking air, sucking wind, and uh, Max actually was fully rested, and he went out there pitched six innings, no runs. Uh, Astros couldn't get anything going. Only ended up with like six hits in that game, and those were no doubters. Those were bombs that Atlanta hit. Uh, Solaire. I mean, I, you know, how, how are these other teams, like Cubs, I mean, how, how do you let that monster get out of there? I mean, he's up there, and he, he hit that thing just completely out of the park. I, that thing's still going. I, I, I got no clue where that thing is. And then, uh, and then Dansby Swanson comes up there, and, of course, Freddie continued to do what Freddie does. He hit one of the opposite field. Freddie Freeman's awesome, and uh, he was two for four in that game. But Dansby Swanson former number one overall pick who was traded hit one and I mean he just almost knocked down a sign out in left field I mean that was just they were just blasted things congratulations to the Braves and to the army of Braves fans who grew up watching them on the Superstation like I did and uh, Del Murphy and the rest of them uh, way to go Braves way to win the World Series all right way to go Aaron Sexton you have survived another day. Tomorrow is Thursday. Join us at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, it's the battle for the Sunflower State this Saturday in Lawrence as K-State takes on KU. We'll hear from Kansas State head coach Chris Kleiman straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists 